Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle. And build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit FreelanceToFounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's episode, how can you balance client work with growing your business? It's a question we got from James, who calls in from New Zealand. And James has been growing his web security and maintenance company for about a year. He's starting to feel that all too common pressure of getting more done in less time. And since James is at the tipping point with his one-person business, Clay and I share a few of our best time management tips and help him regain control of his calendar. Plus, stay tuned to the second half for some really great advice on connecting with agencies for long-term, high-paying clients. It's going to be a good one. We'll see you in just a minute. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses, and you can do the same in order to learn real-life conversation skills in a different language. Order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. When you wake up in the morning and check your phone, does it feel like this or like this? Because with Shopify, your morning can feel like this way more often. That's the sound of a sale being made on your new Shopify store, and while client payments may require weeks or months of work, you can start generating a semi-passive income to grow your business by setting up a Shopify store all of your own. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your latest designs on shirts or bags or adding something totally different to your business, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You can sell online, you can sell in person, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. With Shopify, you can set up your store in minutes and start selling immediately. And Shopify's award-winning support is there to help you as you go. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash freelance. That's all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash freelance to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash freelance or click the link in our show description and start waking up to this. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. My name is Preston with Milo.co and joining me on the air today is my good friend Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Hey Clay. What's up man? How are you doing? Doing good. We are recording at a an unusual time, a less common time because also joining us on the air is our new friend James. Hey James. Yeah, hi. James Collin from New Zealand. So thanks so much for taking the time to... Uh, I was just telling you before we hit record, I love like the proactiveness, is that a word? <laughs> I love how proactive you were about finding a time to meet with us. Um, it it bodes well for, I think, this conversation because it means you take this whole thing seriously. So thank you for making the time to, to jump on a call with us today. I think it's going to be fun and productive. Cool, yeah, no problem. Thanks for uh, being flexible on your recording time. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't, why don't you start off by telling us and the listeners a little bit more about your business, your clients. Just tell us what you're working on. Yeah, sure. So uh, I run a business called the Website Guardians. Um, we do WordPress security and maintenance plans. We've got two main sorts of clients. So the first is small businesses who have a WordPress website that they need someone to look after. And the other is web design agencies who, so they'll white label our service to their clients um, so they can provide uh, yeah. that mm-hmm. ongoing support to their clients without actually having to do any of the nitty gritty work themselves. Very nice. And how long have you been at it? Uh, this business is about a year old. Okay. You say that like maybe you've done other businesses before or something? Yeah. So before this, I had a, a web development agency, so building custom WordPress sites. Um, and I just sort of noticed that there are a lot of businesses coming to me with very outdated WordPress installs. Um, mm. And You still do this? I don't tend to do the development anymore. 
um, I've sort of transitioned more into the security and maintenance side of things. Yeah, hmm, cool, cool. I love that you saw an opportunity and and went for it. And so far, it's been good. Good first year. Yeah, very good first year. Um, sort of ahead of where I was hoping to be. I was expecting it to be really slow, um, but also now really keen to kick it up to the next gear. Yeah, that's good. It's always it's always a good feeling when it does better than you expect in the first year. So good. And do you have do you have like a team working with you, or is it is it mostly you for now, or how, what does your team look like if you have one? So it is mostly me for now. Um, okay. I've got a couple of contractors for little bits and pieces, but I'd say 95% of the work is me. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, yeah, let's, let's dive in. Let's talk a little bit more about maybe where you're headed with your business. I think we'll have some, we, we were talking before we hit record about some of the things we want to chat about. I think we have some exciting things to talk about on the episode today. Um, Let's talk first about in, in the questionnaire you filled out. And if you haven't listened to the show before, this is what we do. We do basically, you know, 30 to 45 minutes of a coaching call. It's completely free. James heard us doing a coaching call with someone else on the podcast, just like you're hearing today. He visited freelance2founder.com. You scroll to the bottom of the page, you fill out a simple little questionnaire. And on that questionnaire, it says on a scale of one to 10, one being a freelancer, 10 being a founder, where would you currently rate yourself, right? And James, you put that you're currently at a two, but that in the next year or so, maybe six six to 12 months, you'd like to be at a six. Yes. So closer to the founder side, um, maybe have more of a, a business than just a service that you're offering. Tell us tell us what that six looks like in your mind. Like what's, what's picture perfect for you? So I, ideally, I'd have a couple of uh, either employees or contractors who are doing the, the day-to-day updates and monitoring and checking all the security setting up new websites on the system um, to basically free me up to focus on the biz dev side of things. Hmm. Okay. So, so you're okay to get out of the technical side of things altogether. You, you could, you could completely hire that out and be fine with that. Uh, I think so. Um, (laughs) I mentioned elsewhere that I come from that technology background, so I I like doing the tech stuff. Um, But I also know in order to grow this into a, you know, into a, a proper business. Yeah. Um, I need to step away from that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I love that mentality. We, we talk to so many people who it's like, well, I still want to, I still want to design the websites day to day, or I still want to write the articles day to day. I still want to do all the creative work. And it's like, look, you know, that's admirable. We get that, but someone somewhere has to be devoting time to growing the business or, or at least, maintaining the business right and so all this stuff you're talking about biz dev and growth um it's it's awesome that you're thinking thinking ahead of those kinds of things so okay so in so in six maybe 12 months you have maybe a couple of people on your team maybe contractors you think or like like full-time employees what are you thinking um i'm not sure at the moment um i I sort of in my head i thought i'd start with contractors until Mm -hmm. you know sort of there was enough revenue coming in to to warrant getting a, a full-time employee. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, and so they're handling a lot of the, the client tasks, really like the, the update, the maintenance, the security tasks, and you're doing a lot of the client relationships, a lot of the biz dev and growing the business. So, so what's, what's holding you back? Like if, if you could identify maybe a big hurdle that you're currently facing, you think we could maybe help you with, we want to help you get to that six, you know, in the next year or so, what, What's something maybe stopping you from that? Yeah, so I think the big one is is like time management. So because it's just me, it's I'm doing well. I'm trying to do the biz dev stuff and do all of the the day to day looking after clients. Yeah. Um, and and trying to find a good way of splitting that of trying to manage. You know what will happen is I'll go okay today I'm going to do some some marketing and then you know, there's a big security issue or a client rings and needs an urgent update to the mm-hmm. website um, or the kids get sick, you know, something always <laughs> yeah. seems to come up. Are, are I understand you, the kid thing now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Are you, <laughs> are you full-time dad as well? So not, I mean, no, not full-time dad. So, um, so I work about 30 hours a week and then my wife okay. works three days a week. And so we managed to, you sort split of split our time. responsibilities and, yes. and your time. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great. What a, what a fantastic way to do it. And, um, one of the biggest, like 
one of the things I love the most about working for myself is that too, is being able to devote more of my time than maybe a, maybe a traditional dad, like nothing against, you know, a more traditional path or whatever, but like definitely a huge benefit. So, okay. So, so, um, good. I think we've got a, got a clear picture. Clay, do you have any more questions for his current situation and where he's headed and, and maybe what he's facing? Yeah. Um, it's so funny. I just had this conversation with a client of mine about, I mean, they said the same thing. This is a super common problem. Um, and I guess my, my only question, just more clarifying thing is, I guess kind of before we get into the nitty gritty of it is, uh, what do you feel like you are not getting done? specifically i think it's mostly it feels mostly like the the business development side of things like i'll Mm. you know i'll have something on my task list of um you know maybe looking into creating some ads or you know writing a blog post and then get to the end of the week and you know that's still on the to-do list and then it stays on the to-do list for you know, three or four weeks before I get around okay. to it. And, you know, in my head, I know I need to get that stuff done and I know it's important, but okay. I just don't seem to get around to doing it. Are we ready? Preston, are we ready to get into this yeah. topic or, yeah, yeah. or did Jump we in. need to take no, a little go for it? Okay. Okay. Um, so, okay. I, I, I want to know first though, how do you plan? How do you plan your schedule? So typically at the start of the week, I sort of, like I try and block off, um, I guess, in sort of two or three blocks for each day, like um, whether it's, you know, a marketing task or mm-hmm. client tasks or updates. Um, so not necessarily specifically like which client tasks I'm going to get to, just more, I guess, more time blocking where it's like mm-hmm. or a category, morning. right? Yeah, category, yeah. Okay. Is it is it the same every week or is it completely random just kind of when you feel like certain blocks should go on certain days? It's pretty random. Um, like I've, I've been trying to do Mondays for, for marketing. Um, but then I, I, like I sit down at the start of the week and if I feel like, you know, there's lots of client things to do, then I tend to prioritize those. Um, yeah. You know, because I feel like I need to keep the existing clients happy. Okay. Um, so fair warning, Preston, I'm about to go on on a little bit of a tangent here. So Preston, if you, <laughs> or, or James or James, uh, if you like, just interrupt me because this is a lot to unpack. I think this is a yeah. lot more to unpack than people think there is. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'll tell you my process. I wish this was like over video because I could show you my process, but I'll try to do my best on, on doing this. This will be especially helpful for you because you do time block. Um, <clears throat> time blocking doesn't work for some people. Uh, just doesn't. Um, it it work, works wonders for me. And I've, I've done time blocking for a long time. And then, you know, like, and then I never really got the grasp of it. And then I finally figured out what was best for best for me. And I, and I, Maybe this will work for you. I don't know. I say give it a shot, but yep. But okay, so like this is the way I do it. <clears throat> so every single the first thing I do is I I look at my entire week for the full 7 days, right? The first thing I time block and I time block everything. So, not just work stuff, but like personal stuff. So, I in in I use the color black right? So I block it off in black. I block off everything in black that is non-negotiable to move. Absolutely nothing in the world can make me move these time blocks that are in black. So for example, from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., sorry, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., that's when I wake up with my daughter. That is daddy-daughter time. I do, like, no way. If a client wants to Hop on a call at 8.30 a.m.? No. Like, that is a non-negotiable. I am with my daughter until 9 a.m. Same thing with um, with exercise. I'm done with work at 5. I exercise from 5.30 to 6. That's a non-negotiable. Same thing with family time, which is in the evenings. Same thing with um, 
read I, I read and, and study every single night from 10 to 10:30. That's a non-negotiable. And then sleep is obviously non non-negotiable. Like I like those are or at all least it was till you had black. a baby. Correct. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, at least, the, you know, yeah, the time for sleep is, that's sleep when I, I should up. say, I should say bedtime. Really. Yeah. <laughs> um, for the time I'm in, I'm actually in the bed. So I time block all of those like non-negotiables. I, they, nothing in this world can make me move those. Um, and then what I do from there is I categorize what things during the week, like the actual work things, uh, into different, I, I put things in different categories. And so, um, actually I'm going to, I'm going to pull this up on, on my screen so I can actually like have something to reference. But, um, so I have, I have like client calls, uh, I have meet like team meetings, like meetings with my internal team. Um, I have content. Th- think of these things like buckets, right? So I got a content bucket, I got a project bucket and I have like, uh, I don't know. I, like I, just, I put in some cushion time in here as well. So um, what I do is I try to do these things. I, like I, I have basically a template for, for my schedule. So I like the fact that you, you, blo- you block things in like a category. Like so like client work, right? You don't know what clients you're going to be working on, but you know that that's client work. Yeah. Now, I think where you're making the mistake is, is that that could be totally random and that can follow any day, any time. And that might change from week to week. I think what you need to do is choose a certain day and a certain time block every single week. And that is the only time that you do cut like client work. Um, and I understand like emergencies come up and things like that. You got to deal with that shit. But like for me, like for project work, like th- for me, that's Thursdays. That's the only time I work on projects. So if if a project is going to take more than one day, so let's just say it takes three three actual working days for me, like at an at like three, uh, let's just say it's going to take like twenty hours of wor- actual work time. Well, then I tell the client it's going to take three to four weeks, right? Even though in reality, it's only taking me like three or four days, and that's only because I only do it on Thursdays, right? Um, and, uh, and the reason so I do that so is you only, you only do client work on Thursdays. Yes. For the most part. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So because the- I have other things on the other days. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full fledged team. Other times, maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs, and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology 
strategy to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Right? Yeah, what are some of the other things you have on other days? Or James, you asked your question. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, how do you manage, you know, like, I I feel like it's great to say, okay, I'm only going to do client work on, on Thursdays. But if I, you know, do some work on a Thursday and I send off to the client for some reviews, um, you know, they come back to me on Friday morning and then, mm-hmm. you know, then I don't get around to it till the following Thursday. They sort of get a bit upset that no, it's taking so long. So this is, yeah, this is a totally valid thing. Um, what I do is every single week, I have like six hours of cushion six to eight hours of cushion. So basically a full day of cushion throughout the week. So when I time block my days, it's not like a full force time block, like where I have every single time accounted for. Like I don't do that. It's impossible. It's impossible to get that done a hundred percent of the time. Every so in those, so in those gaps you do like urgent client work if you need to. Yeah, I mean, like shit's gonna come up. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, sure. like just like a site goes down, you got to deal with it. You got to deal with, you know, your kids getting sick or something. Something always comes up. So I every single week I have six to eight hours of cushion, and I just I and I have a little bit each day, right? What about client communication? Like, you don't wait till Thursdays to like reply to an email or something, right? Uh, no. So like for me, I have a like time James is thing. every day. Okay. Okay. So you do yeah. email every day or communi- client communication every day, but not necessarily client projects every day. Because like in James' situation, they get back Friday morning. If he's not going to reply till Thursday, like that's a, that's a huge problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is a huge problem. Yeah. So like, so I mean, James, you got to do this. Like maybe you have a time block for projects every single day, right? Maybe it's a maybe it's a two hour time block or a three hour time block every single day. I don't know. I don't know because it's gonna it's gonna depend on like your service, right? James, James' service might be like a day to day thing, whereas your service might be a a week to week thing. So you got to sort of identify James and listeners. You got to sort of identify what your clients are expecting from you, and then time block accordingly, right? Yeah, Yeah, and, and for context too, I don't do that much. I don't do projects these days. I just don't. I do mostly coaching and consulting. So. That's why I'm able to do, I, I'm able to do it one day a week. Yeah. But like if I, if I worked, you know, if I still worked agency life, oh, 100%, I, I you know, I'm going to have project time block every day. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think for me that having the, the projects block every day is, is important. And mm-hmm. the, I guess the bit that I sometimes struggle with is, is keeping it to the time block. You got to be so strict. You got to be so strict with it too, though. But like, so like, so client communication, for example, like I have, I have a 30 minute time block twice a day for that. So I have one in the morning, one in the afternoon. That's it. Um, And then I, I don't, I don't look at my email and stuff after that. Like I only do it during that time block. What happens if you, you know, you start that time block and you've got, you know, six or seven client requests that you need to email them back um but you can't fit that in that window will it take more than an hour per day hopefully not is um i mean if it does then you just you just time block more time yeah right uh so here's here's another tidbit with that right so like people get caught up with email all the time right like oh they spend so much time with email and i've said this on a podcast before i don't know if you've listened to it but my role for email email specifically is I don't respond to emails uh, for the current day unless it's like an urgent something. But quite honestly, if it's urgent, they're calling me or they're texting me. If somebody emails me, I'm sorry, but like you don't email shit over that's super urgent in my opinion. And so like 
And when I say urgent, I mean like in our world, like a website's down or something like that, like an, an emergency. So like what I do is like, so today, today's Thursday here in America. I know it's Friday for you, but today's Thursday. Um, for today, I'm only responding to emails all the way up through Wednesday at midnight. That's it. That's when I stop. Once I res- once I finish all of my emails all the way through when the day before through midnight, I don't respond to any more emails for today. I'm done with email for today. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Does I do remember sense? you mentioning that. And yeah, because they, there's a, there's a stopping point. There is a stopping point if you do that, because like if you, if you're constantly, you know, checking and responding to your email in, in real time, there is no stopping point. The stopping point is when you decide you want to quit working. Right. And so like that, that's, that, that's just a little side tip and that's been game change for me anyway. Um, so so like, can, I add, can I add a couple things yeah. to that? Clay? So James, I keep hearing you saying like, um, so, you know, what if I time block it and then, and then I have more to do than I can do in that, in that amount of time. And yes, we can say, well, just add more time to your time block, but at some point time is finite. Right. Yes. Um, and, and so here are maybe a couple suggestions that I have for that question. And that is, um, I would do, you know, I don't know how, how many clients do you have? Do you know off the top of your head? So I've got about five agencies that I'm working with that give me, so I don't usually do big projects. It tends to be smaller projects. Mm-hmm. Like they need a, an extra little feature added to the website. Okay. Um, so they're usually projects that you can get done in less than a day. Okay. Um, so, so like an agency would be one client, but then they, but then you just treat them as one client, I assume not as like every, every time it's a new person's website, I guess I'm just trying, I'm just trying to get a feel. So with the agencies, you know, obviously I I manage multiple sites for each agency. Sure. Um, and, but when it comes to doing the, the little projects that do come up, then, you know, I, I sort of treat it as, you know, agency A, agency B, yeah, agency C. Okay, cool. So, so um, here's what I would recommend. And, and this process maybe works when you have more like 15 or 20 clients at one time as opposed to five. I know your model is a little bit different because you probably work on 15 or 20 sites at a time or maybe even more, but you only get paid by like five clients. So you'll see why that matters here in a minute. But, but one thing I would try to do, if you're having trouble fitting in everything that needs to happen in the amount of time that you have and still have time left over for biz dev and all the other stuff you want to be doing, I would maybe do a client audit. And I know it seems a little early in your business to be doing that. Like you're still very much in the early phases of take any business you can get and make it work. Right. But, but as your business progresses and gets a little more mature, um, I think it'll be important to do a client audit where you can say, you know, which clients are most valuable to me based on my time and which ones are not. And, and can I, can my business stay afloat if I drop the least, least, uh, financially rewarding clients, right? The the clients who pay me the least for my time or who you're really sugarcoating this. Like he's right. You're really trying to say, just fire your bad clients. (laughs) Yeah, I am. It's true. and, And I'm trying to say like, yeah, if stop wasting time on clients that are wasting your time. Right. And you, you probably, when I say that, you probably can think like, oh yeah, this client drives me crazy. Like they're always calling, always so much work and maybe I only get a flat. Do you, do you charge by the hour or do you charge like a flat fee? So uh, for, the, for the maintenance, security maintenance, it's a flat fee like per okay. site per month. And then yes. the project work, uh, I, I give them a quote. So a fixed quote for each project. What do you do more of? Um, in terms of time, it tends mm-hmm. to be the projects. Okay. Um, in terms of revenue? In terms of revenue, it's more of the security and maintenance. Okay. Do you see where I'm headed with this? I do, yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and maybe you've maybe you've thought through this. If it were me, you're early enough on, uh, depending on the financial cushion that you have, you get rid of the high maintenance, low pay stuff. Right? It, yes. it just yeah. doesn't make sense. When you have low maintenance or you know relatively compared to the other stuff low maintenance high revenue just like go all in on that go all in and and if you have the cushion or the ability if not phase it out slowly 
but don't take on more of the what we're calling bad clients, right? And take on more of the good clients. Then that time box will become easier because right now you're you're running out of time because and and, and not making the money back that's worth it because you have quote unquote as Clay is calling them bad clients, right? So so yeah, I, I think guess- I think an audit might be in order there. Yep, that, I mean, that definitely sounds like a, a really good idea. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I can sort of immediately think of which clients, you know, are, I guess, the most beneficial in terms of yes of revenue and time. Um, yes, it's it's like it's like low low maintenance, high revenue. You could you could rank them all on a scale of one to one hundred of of maintenance and a scale of one to one hundred of revenue, and then like whoever has the lowest maintenance and the highest revenue, those are the ones you keep, and the rest you send them off somewhere else. Yeah. 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 And I guess part of the reason I keep doing the project stuff is like, I have this tendency to like, I like doing the development stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I I know that I need to stop doing as much of it and, you know, and ultimately not do any of it. Um, But I tend to. Well, I, why do you say that? If I want to grow, like if I really want to grow the business and if I want to have a business that I can, you know, sell in 10, 15 years, um, it can't be reliant on me doing small coding projects. Okay. That's true. That's, I just want to, I just, I, 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 the reason I asked is because I want to be, I want to be pretty clear about this. Like, if there's if there's an aspect of the business that you just really enjoy doing, I don't care what it is. Yeah. Like keep doing it. We're not we're not here to tell you to stop doing what you like. That's yeah, that's obviously I mean, up to you, but I mean, I, I mean, it's like like for me, like I I can easily I like doing the marketing for my own company. I can easily say, "Well, I can I need to hire somebody to do the marketing yep. for me." But I like it. I enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I, I guess my problem at the moment is I tend to maybe uh, do too much of it to the detriment of other mm. of other I mean, tasks. Your your self-awareness about that, I think, is, is the exact yeah. right mentality to have about it. So on, only you are going to know what that balance needs to be. Um, maybe you could, you know, do half as much of that kind of work. Or honestly, if this other model's working, the fixed rate um, security maintenance stuff, like maybe you could do a similar model with with what you're calling projects, right? These smaller like add-ons or updates or changes to websites. Like you, you could maybe work that into a ma- uh, not a maintenance plan, like a, a recurring plan as well. And then you could do some of it. You could eventually hire someone else to do parts of it too, but then it could still be part of your business. I think. I think that's probably going to be up to you. Honestly, you know, your clients, you know, your, your revenue spread, like, you know, you know, which clients mm-hmm. are bringing in the most money, et cetera. But, but I, I think there's options, but I love that you're aware to, enough to say like, yes, I love this, but I might have to tone it back just a little. Um, and there's always the option of like, tone it back now, build up the business, hire some people, hire other people to, for example, do biz dev, Right. And then you can step back out of the biz dev role a little bit and do more of the development stuff um, that you enjoy. Like there's always options in the future. I, I think sometimes we think like, well, if I step out of this role or, or fire this kind of client that I always have to stick that way. And that's not necessarily true. Yeah, I think that's I mean, that's a really good point. I haven't really thought about the fact that I could step away from the dev stuff while I grow the business and then, mm-hmm. you know, then step back in at a later date. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would highly, I would highly encourage you to, to go. So going back on the time blocking thing, highly encourage you to do that and put everything in a, in a, in a template, I would say. Right. So like, and the reason I say do this, dude, this is a, such a good exercise because people don't realize how little time they have until they actually do this exercise. Um, because like you want to have a template, right? You want to have a template for your schedule every single week in, in different category buckets. And like, for example, like, do you take client calls at any time? Like, do you just like, whenever a client or a prospect wants to do a call with you, do you just like 
choose a random time where you both are free? Yeah, so that kind of how it works for the most part. It's um, like I've got a, a Calendly link, and okay, okay, um, yeah, I I've sort of I thought that I should leave that as as open as possible so that um, no, stop doing that for new clients. No, stop doing that. Um, what you need to do is you need to like time block your entire schedule. Um, be very conservative with how much time you think something's gonna gonna take. Be very very conservative, right? If I think something is going to take an hour, I always time block two hours for it. Yeah, in it fact, there's studies time. that show yeah. that as humans, we underestimate by about half how long something will actually take. Yes. So however long you think it takes, I would double it. Um, so with that said, what I do is I have very set specific days and times where I am open to take calls, to do calls. So whenever someone says, hey, I want to do a call with you, I say, okay, well, I have Mondays at four or Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 12 or four. That's it. Th- those are the only times I do calls every single week. That's it. So I don't, I don't send them like you can do a Calendly link, but just I would determine what time blocks you have just for calls and make it like set every single week and just make sure your Calendly is set that way. Um, because like, the when when it comes to time management, the things that screw up your time are disruptor disruptors. And yeah. whenever someone schedules a freaking call during a time where you usually do project work, dude, like that's like that's gonna disrupt your schedule. You know what I mean? So yeah, I would have very, very set time. Like clumped all of your biz dev calls together like every Wednesday afternoon. Mentally, you're like you're like ready for it. You know it's coming. You've done all the prep work. Nothing catches you off guard. You sit down at 12 o'clock and you're like in the zone to do biz dev calls. And you maybe do three or four of them. And mm-hmm. and like you knock them out because you're in that zone as opposed to like a half hour biz dev call and then a half hour project and then a half hour writing a blog post. And that like if we, if we box our activities together, research shows that we get into a flow state and we actually perform higher over time, the longer that time block is. And so, yeah, I think mm-hmm. you're right, Clay. The disruptions can cause huge, huge problems. Yeah. For example, this podcast. <laughs> is, it, joking, is it disruption? I am, I'm kind of joking, but I'm being serious. I don't ever do this podcast on Thursdays. It's true. It's we never disruption. do. You, you, should, you should feel very <laughs> um, flattered, James. We, yeah, I'm yeah, the I, same way. Because I know that normally it's every Wednesday from 12 to 2 in my, my time zone. Yep. And, and that's what I plan on. And I, I get ready for it that day. I never And I never have to worry about like, if there's an emergency with my kids on Thursday at 2 o'clock, I'm like, yep, I'm good. I don't have a, a podcast mm-hmm. call. Yeah, I'm right? breaking my own rule. I'm breaking. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is, I'm supposed to be working on a project right now, but damn, damn, James, <laughs> I actually I broke my rule, so now it's, I'm totally disrupted. So, <laughs> like, I, said, I, I do, I do appreciate it, and I'm finding this, this really useful. <laughs> well, good. Uh, okay, so, oh, go ahead. Uh, well, I'm gonna say one more activity with with time, okay? Because I think it's just this important. Uh, it, it's just it, it's that important. Sorry. Um, I would highly encourage you to log every single task that you do. I mean, literally every single task that you do through for like two days, three days in a row. Yep. And don't, don't write how much time it takes, right? Don't, don't do that. Like go, go just the tasks. Yeah. And, and, and list, just list them all out. Then once you do that, and don't alter your day because of this, right? Work your normal day. Um, and then once you do that, you need to go through every single task and then mark down what category they're in. And the categories are unskilled task, right? Unskilled tasks are things where you don't have to learn a skill, like, um, like you got to go learn video editing, right? Or you have to learn web development, right? Those are skilled tasks. Unskilled tasks are like administrative things. So label them as unskilled tasks, skilled tasks, and decision-making tasks. So you label all three of those, all, uh, all your tasks, one of those three. And then um, 
you take all your unskilled tasks, and I think this is a good leeway into your, I think you mentioned something about a VA. Take all your, uh, group all your unskilled tasks, and then that you can outsource to somebody, right? To like a VA who, who, uh, who VAs typically do unskilled tasks, right? Yeah, like a general um, and take, VA that kind of does everything, right? Yeah. And then take your skilled tasks, and then you can outsource those, the ones that you don't want to do. And hire people to do those, right? Hire the right people to do them. To do them, um, and then the the decision making task, and then that goes to you. Or if you want to hire, you know, somebody. I don't think you're at that point yet, but um, I think th- most of those would go to you, right? Yes. So I think that's a really good activity because it's going to free up. Because once you do the time blocking, you're going to realize how much little time you actually have. Um, and then this this. Ta- uh, this uh, exercise is going to free up quite a bit of your time, I think. Yeah, no, that's that that's a good idea. I hadn't thought about doing the that audit of just listing the tasks. Like when I've done time mm-hmm. tracking, I you know I concentrate on how much time I'm spending on each thing. Yeah, and list um, everything. I mean, like for example, I had to go, I had to go uh, drop my car off at the the mechanic shop the other day. I listed that right. Like that has nothing to do with business, but it's something I had to do. What I love about this too is like your your habits are going to naturally change even if you don't do the second step, which I think you should. But like it's just like it's sort of like counting calories, which I hate. But but like or or even just tracking what you eat, not even calories, but just like writing down what you eat. Your habits are going to naturally change because you're just being very conscious about like, oh, I've had cake uh, every day this week or whatever, right? And and then you start to go, oh, like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe that's not the healthiest choice. And and it's the same with your work schedule. You're like, oh, I actually spend way more time than I thought on projects. I knew I was doing a lot, but I didn't realize it was over half of my time. Uh, you know, maybe I need to cut that back a little bit. So. James, yeah. I think um, th- we've had a really good discussion here on time management. I mean, are we headed in the right direction? Are you are you getting what you needed out of this coaching session? What's left? What wh- where would you like to take it from here? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was like so far, it's been it's been really helpful, um, and you know, definitely got got some things to to take away and 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 work on. Um, yeah, probably. I guess the the other thing would be any any tips and tricks on finding new in my case new agencies to to work with so like at the moment i've been doing net, like local networking groups and you know finding mm-hmm. agencies that way mm-hmm. um how's travel how's travel out of in, in and out of new zealand right now how, how's travel yeah uh very expensive um okay but apart from that everything's open and and okay. we can do it. How, what do you mean expensive relative? Like how is it relative to like pre COVID? Um, I haven't done a lot of, well, I haven't done any travel since, since COVID, but I've, I've been hearing stories of it being double. Oh, what wow. it was before. I, if you can do it financially, which honestly, I don't see it as a cost. I see it as an investment. Cause you will, you will absolutely get your ROI on it. You need to attend conferences that are specific to agency owners. Yep. Okay. And there's a, great a idea. lot of them. It's a great idea. And there's a ton of them. There's a lot of them. Now they're on. They're not all equal, right? Some of them suck. Um, but there, there's uh, there's one that's um a buddy of mine. His name is JC Height, H I T E. If you just Google his name, you'll find the conference that that him and his wife do. Um, they, uh, they do one in, I think, I think it was in Costa Rica. Anyways, nothing, nothing but agency owners there. You yep. can go. I mean, I know of a, a th- this is brilliant by another uh, a friend of mine. A friend of mine went to this. He's an accountant. He's a CPA. He obviously, he, you know, the, the knowledge that, <laughs> that is presented at this conference has nothing to do with what he does, but he went to network and now because his client, his, his target audiences are marketing agencies. He is a, an accountant that specializes in marketing agencies. So that made sense for him to go. So like, that's what I would do. Like that's to me, that's the easiest, even though it is expensive for you to travel, 
but that's going to be the easiest way to meet a whole bunch of the, like your your target audience in one location which by the way all these people paid money to travel and attend this con- like these conferences which means they have money they have money yeah so that's the number one thing i would do these online groups i mean you're going to find them but like dude you're going to find a bunch of freeloaders takes a lot yeah. more effort too yeah i guess i've never thought about the i guess traveling internationally for for conferences i've always sort of you know thought that it's you know it's too much money or it's too much time but um yeah i definitely think it's something to to look into now that you've you've brought it up yeah like let, let's let's consider for a moment um give me maybe one of your middle ground agency clients. So not your, not your highest performing best, not your worst somewhere in the middle. Uh, how much do you think you make a year from them top line without, you don't have to worry about expenses or anything. How much do they pay you per year? Um, it, so after just trying, it's probably in the realm of around five grand. Okay. Um, so if you got, I don't know, one or two more of those, right. Going to a conference. And my guess is if you went to a conference where it's all your target audience, you could probably get a few more than that. Um, depending on how, how good you are in person and that sort of thing. But like, you know, you think about how much, how much do you have to spend to get there? I'm guessing it's less than five grand. I don't, I haven't looked at ticket prices obviously out of, out of New Zealand, but you could probably get you there should. For less you should all come visit. It's a great place. I, um, that's what I've heard. I've, I've heard I need to go. It's also expensive to yes. get there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but like, you know, that's really the question. You just have to say, like, is it going to cost me less than what I could get from a client over the course of a year for me to go to this conference once a year or something, right? It, it's really that simple in my mind. And it, yes, it feels expensive, but like Clay said, it's more of an investment than a cost. Yeah. And you got to go, you got to go to these though. You got, you can't just go one time and just expect miracles to happen. Like you got to go connect with these people. Then once yeah. you meet them, connect with them on social media, stay connected with them. And then you got to go back. A lot of and, these people and, repeat, yeah. they repeat. Nope. You can go the other direction too. Some of my best connections have come where it's like, first I commented on their blog, then we connected on social media, then it was like, hey, are you going to such and such conference? And then we met up in person. And so, yeah. you know, you, you could nurture relationships that way and then build some real real good relationships. Nothing, I think too, nothing. Oh. Sorry, uh, sorry, I'm going to make a point. You're nothing good. will ever, ever replace an in-person handshake, in my opinion. I think so yeah, too. Yeah, like, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, you sure you can get business online, but like you go and you gain a relationship with someone and you're able to shake hands with that person and like see them and, and be there and real like, dude, like that's a way more solid relationship. So yeah. while you're, while you're saving up maybe for a plane ticket or trying to figure that piece out, I think too, we've talked a bit about on this show about um, finding like complimentary service providers. You could work with them to help their clients with something they're not able to help them with. So like Clay's accountant friend, you could find a way to connect with him as an example and say like, Hey, if you're, if your agency clients need security or maintenance, you know, I'm, I'm the man for that or whatever. Like you, you build a relationship with those people who have relationships already with your target audience. Some of that can be done online. Obviously in person is, is better in a lot of situations, but a lot of it can be done online as well. But that's a good place to start too, where it's like, uh, you know, or or like uh, just anyone that services an agency, right? It could be it could be the designers that that service that do the graphics, the photographers. It could be whoever, anyone that offers a complimentary service. You you try to partner with them and say, look, I'll send my clients to you when they need your services, and vice versa. Um, that that can definitely work. Yes, yeah, and I, I think that is something that I need to do more of. Um, and I think one thing that's really good about this, this call is, you know, I have all these things in the back of my head that I know I should do. And it's almost like getting a little bit of a a friendly kick to actually go and do it. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, good. That, I mean, that's what this call is for. A lot of a lot of the stuff we're talking about isn't rocket science, right? Sometimes it helps to have someone brainstorm some ideas with you, bounce some ideas off the wall, and concretely say, "Here's what what a good next step might be." And hopefully, hopefully, that's we've been able to do that on the call today. I think we are running out of time here, uh, James. But before we go, I, I'd love to have you tell uh, the listeners where they can find you if they want to partner with you. Maybe someone's listening today that could potentially partner with you and and mutually benefit. Uh, what am I trying to say? Find a mutually beneficial partnership with you. Why don't you tell us where we can find you? I'm I'm using too many words today, right, Clay? <laughs> yeah, too many. Yeah. Um, so the best place is um, so I'm on I'm on LinkedIn. Um, if you look up, either look up the website Guardians or look up James Rollins, which is R O W L A N D S, um, or the website is the website Guardians that's NZ for our American listeners. Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. Awesome, James. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Um, hopefully, it's been a beneficial call. And, and we'd love to stay in touch and hear how your business goes over the next six, six to 12 months. See what kind of progress you can make. I think you're definitely headed in the right direction. Yeah. 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 Thanks, thanks again for, for your time. Um, yeah, it's been really useful for me. Um, and I just, I'd like to encourage any listeners out there who want to sign up. It's a real easy process. It only takes like five, 10 minutes and, you know, I've found it so valuable. Oh, thank you. We really appreciate Perfect. that. We're just doing our best to help out who we can. And James, we're so glad you, you jumped on the call. Clay Mosley from getdripify.com. Thank you so much for uh, <laughs> changing your schedule to uh, fit us <laughs> into your time block. <laughs> That's right. So let us disrupt your schedule today. Uh, we appreciate you, man. Yeah, always, always fun. <laughs> All right. You guys take care. Yeah. See ya. All right. Thank you. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of the Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at FreelanceToFounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.